and welcome back to the Web Piano Teacher Artist Series podcast for possibly the song you've all been waiting for and the song <laughs> we've been dreading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we've made it to in our Billy Joel The Stranger series to track number four, Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Okay, so we're gonna epic. Do the, yeah, so we do the first part, talk about it, and, right? Yes. <laughs> Sean decided to break it up, <laughs> which this is, is totally, totally fine. Yeah, like a ch chapter's in a book. So, all right, here we go. Bottle of white, bottle of red. Perhaps a bottle of rosé instead We'll get a table near the street In our old familiar place You and I face to face mm -hmm. Bottle of red oh, Bottle of white It all depends upon your appetite Meet you anytime you want in our Italian restaurant We'll do that part next. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Good so job. I'm breaking it up because uh, one thing it's easier... To not have to perform. Definitely. This is like, you know, when I had, when I was back in, uh, you know, at North Texas having to do, uh, uh, you know, performances and I'd have like this long series of things to do. And there's no way you can really practice all of it really good every day. You can only work on some of it because it's so long. So it kind of reminded me of that because this, this song has so many parts and pieces in it that you can't just sit down and brush up on it in five or 10 minutes. Do you no. think being the creator of the song makes that easier for him to do it? Or do you think it's also challenging for him? Oh, no. I think after a, after you do it so much, yeah, it's going to be in you. But, I, you know, I, I haven't ever performed this, so I was trying to get this together. I mean, it's in my head, but that's not, not, it's not the same thing as playing <laughs> and performing it. And I think if I had done it, you know, repeatedly, and, and like you said, after creating it, it's in you. So you're going to get it back pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be that kind of a process. But if you're just learning it, you know, and you're going to perform it, you can't just spend a couple of minutes on it, you know, like I usually do, and, yeah. then, and then come perform it. So uh, it's, it's long, lots of parts and parts to this. Yeah, I mean, so. we come in at, it's seven and a half minutes. Yeah. I love this song because Billy Joel had said he was came up with this song. He had kind of written it back after he had in the sev early seventies, mm -hmm. um, after he had kind of had his little breakdown and was trying to get his life back together. And he was living in Oyster Bay, and in fact, the lyric it's not. It is now. Things are okay with me these days. It was. Things are okay in Oyster Bay. Okay. So then when he started kind of crafting the entire song, uh -huh. he switched it. Yeah. Probably good. <laughs> um, anyway, but he had kind of these like bits and pieces of songs. Nothing complete. 
and just kind of decided he wanted this like very like symphonic piece. And he was so inspired by the B side of Abbey Road. Okay. That it's all those like little short songs. I mean, some of them are like a minute long. So he didn't create this as the idea with it all being as one. They, not, they existed separately before he put them not together. Not from the beginning. Yeah. yeah he kind of had these like song fragment things okay. that he, you know, had in his mind or yeah. had written out. And then was like, okay, the B side of Abbey Road is such a like cool creation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How you just play one song kind of goes into the next and it's just sort of this little parts of a whole. Yeah. And so I think he was inspired by that and thought maybe I can kind of work that out here. Of course, Billy Joel style is he's going to tell a complete story. Oh yeah. It's not these like little snippets. Like I feel like when I listen to the B side of Abbey road, it's like somebody walking through a neighborhood and like looking into each individual house. Like here's what's going on in this house. Here's what's going on with this person I pass on the street. And they're like, yeah, this is like uh, in classical music you'd call program music where, you know, some people just write music for the sake of the music, but program music has a a uh, a program. It has more going on than just the music. There's a story to it in your program music. It reminds me of uh you know, the pictures of an ex- exhibition by Magorsky where you're walking between, this is a classical piece, so nobody's going to know this, but there's that main part where the, the person is walking between the, the, looking at the pieces of art and that part always comes back. So it's program music. It's these different famous pieces of art. So that's, you know, there's, there's a program going on top of it and you can listen to the music and never, never know yeah. that that was part of it. But uh, I feel like this is kind of a, a story, a program, if you will. Tell me the name of that uh, piece again. Uh, Mazorsky's picture pictures as, at an ex- oh, exhibition. <laughs> pictures at an exhibition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe our listeners like are like <laughs> me. Like I'm gonna look that up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm also gonna put the pieces of art in front of me, and I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna get the whole sure. immersive so, experience. Yeah. So the promenade was the walking between the the pictures. So I feel like this part is a transition. As you're moving into the next saxophone, my favorite, yeah, major seventh chords. So, but that's a section, what I just played. Yeah. It's the transition. Yeah. So, you know, he's, when he's in the restaurant, comes down and every, we, have, we, we all have our favorite restaurant. And he was inspired by an actual restaurant. He said he was doing a show at Carnegie Hall and there was an Italian, an actual Italian restaurant across the street. Yeah. And they had all these posters up um, with his picture on it for the, you know, advertising oh, okay. the show that he was about to do. Okay. And all these people were lined up to then, get into Carnegie Hall. Okay. And then Billy Joel and like some of the crew and some of the band like went into that Italian restaurant. Okay. And the guy was like, hey, <laughs> it's the guy on the poster. Yeah. Hey, there's Billy Joel. <laughs> and so I don't know that he was like, um, like that famous yet. Okay. They just knew, oh, that's. Well, that's- still, if you're lining up to see this guy, that's pretty cool that he goes in the restaurant. 
Yeah. And uh, they gave him the best seat of the house, and then he always had the best seat in the house at that oh, place. So that really was his yeah. Italian restaurant. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool story. Well, we talk about you know him him uh, painting a picture with music and the words, and we all have our favorite. I hope we do have our old, old favorite restaurant that we like to go to with memories, oh, whatever. Yeah. And you know just the whatever that um, accordion or whatever that is that comes in and plays with him just yeah. has that real homey feel, and uh, it just makes you think of you know a lot of our our good memories are having eaten over some good food, you know. Well, of course. <laughs> and uh, so. That, I really identify with that because we have a restaurant we like to go to here. We have a lot of restaurants we like Waco, to go but to. But <laughs> there's one specifically that we like, you know, that's an Italian restaurant that we enjoy. Yeah. He ran into, or he went to see a play, uh, Leonard Bernstein, West Side Story, and he saw him, Leonard Bernstein. Oh. Saw Billy Joel. And, of course, Billy Joel knows the classic, you know, Broadway yeah, music yeah. and stuff and was like, Billy Joel, I love this song that you have. And I love this song that you have. Uh-huh. And it just really oh, what a struck, compliment. Yeah, yeah, struck really Billy Joel. And he, his, he said that, that he's had a handful of moments like this in his life uh, when suddenly it hits him that these monumental musical figures, yeah. people like Sinatra, Brian Wilson, Stevie Wonder, Tony Bennett, Paul McCartney, Leonard Bernstein actually know his music. Yeah. Um, and so he said when the criticism comes, he remembers those moments like, oh. okay, yeah, but Leonard Bernstein said he <laughs> loves my songs. That's a big one right songs. there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he said that it was something that the, that the musical world needed Yeah, was songs like this. And I think that's true because it makes you i mean there's so much music i hear now that is just trash <laughs> yeah because it's sure. just background it, you, yeah. you have you it doesn't like cause you to have memories it doesn't it doesn't stoke the fire of your imagination at all no and this song and, and i've noticed you know the young people that are you know getting into it it's kind of like just getting a hit on something all right now what's the next thing then they, you know, onto the next, onto the next piece of music, onto the next, you know, there's, there's no lasting, uh, enjoyment of, you know, of a song. And this song to me paints a picture. It's like a, you can close your eyes and I can see like a whole musical going on in my head. Oh, I can yeah. see like for you, that transition uh-huh. to me, I'm like, okay, I kind of picture this, like first there's this guy just reminiscing at the piano. And then he has this like dream sequence where he goes back in time yeah. and now he's going to reminisce sure and i like how he he jumps into the reminiscing you know i'm kind of like oh i see somebody i know don't look <laughs> you know but he just you know jumps into it and wants to catch up and do all that and you know that is fun when you meet meet someone and you start to catch up with old high school memories yeah. and everything all right why don't you go into the what's the next part you ready for um, it? Yes. Hold on. I got to. Okay. Where am I at? Okay. So we just did. Uh, uh, the. Uh, so that's getting us up to speed. Yeah. Catching up. Oh, things are okay with me these days. Got a good job. Got a good office. Got a new wife. Got a new life. And the family is fine. Oh, we lost touch long ago. You lost weight. I did not know. You could ever look so nice after so much time. Remember those days hanging out at the village green? 
conversation about like oh you lost weight <laughs> yeah aren't we all yeah. like but i just noticed this <laughs> is what you usually do when you meet someone you remember as you talk about what's going on right there oh we're doing fine we're doing this and that yeah. and then you you go back to the reminiscing and he got a new wife yeah <laughs> got it oh if you never caught that okay <laughs> got a new wife okay i got a good job i got a good office i got a new uh-huh. wife uh-huh. i got a new life yeah well to a man that's kind of what you think you know Wife check, family check, job check. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, right, and then the village green, the hangout. Yeah, you know the hangout, and uh, gosh, the stuff you could t- pick any decade, and you know the hangout. What what are kids wearing? It's all gonna be kind of funny, I think. <laughs> like, I mean, what, look what they're wearing: engineer boots, leather jackets, tight blue jeans. You know what? What were y'all wearing in the? Uh, I was wearing the clothes that the young people are wearing that now. <laughs> okay. And I like told our <laughs> oldest son, who's 18, uh-huh. when he was in high school, I was like, kind of not trying to dress like a high school. I've been dressing the same since I've been in high school. Yeah. Things haven't changed. <laughs> and he I, was like, Mom, you cannot wear that. And I'm like, yes, I can. I own this flannel <laughs> tied around my waist yeah. with my baggy jeans. This is my style <laughs> so you just tell people they can stop wearing it if yeah. they don't like i kind of split the 80s and 90s so part of the 80s was the parachute pants and leather jacket slick back hair you know yeah <laughs> with all the gel mm-hmm. yeah and then uh then then we had the, the penny loafers with no socks and that you'd have the jeans and you'd fold them up you know oh, yeah. that and uh whatever shirt tight roll had. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i kind of finished high school with the grunge Mm-hmm. Well, I probably held on to it too long, but people will start to notice once I get on something and yeah. I like it, this is good yeah. for me. Ooh, acid washed had some of those. I had acid washed pants, shirt, and jacket. <laughs> too far. <laughs> I know. All right. Also uh, the same. Yeah. So reminiscing and it it uh, the music has the excitement of yeah. that when you start reminiscing. You're, you mean when you start gossiping yeah. and talking about people? You can't, you can't wait to say what you're going to say. Da, 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 da. Oh. Yeah. He said <laughs> he always thought it would be kind of fun to write a song where you like explore the eternal question of what happened to the like, quote unquote, anointed people in oh, high yeah. school. <laughs> and you, it's like, I'm yeah. sure everybody who just heard that, yeah. there are two people that popped into your head yes. or like. You know, yes. the group or whatever. And mm-hmm. were you in the group? Was I in the group of what? Anointed people. The oh, popular. The, yeah, like yeah. the popular couple? No. Not couple, but just like. I had my circles, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of weird because I, you know, I was and I'm really good at music and stuff and art. Uh-huh. So people kind of thought that was cool, you know. So I kind of, I could be in the cool group if I wanted, but I, I was also in the nerd group. That was my. Kind of where I, I chose to be, but I could kind of be in both. Your friends which are is like, weird. 
we were the nerd group? What? <laughs> Nobody listens, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, so he wanted to explore the idea of what happened. Like he to wanted them. to make up this story. This obviously sounds like somebody who wasn't a part of that group. Yeah. Finishing out the rest of these people's life because it okay. doesn't sound awesome. No. I mean, but anyway, I thought that was kind of funny because we all think that way. Yeah. I think. And originally the song was titled The Ballad of Brenda and Eddie. Okay. Which all I'm right. glad he didn't keep that because, I mean, he had The Ballad of Billy the Kid. Yeah. You can't have two songs, The Ballad no. of. But scenes from Italian restaurant sounds like program music to me. Sounds yeah. like what he intended I think for it. That I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but maybe the section that he had been working on, you know, because he kind of had oh. like these song fragments. Yeah. So this song fragment that he had exploring this whole idea about what happened to these people was Ballad of Brenda and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah, so catching up, meet, meeting somebody in the excitement of the, the energy of it. So we're got, we're going to get into their story here, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. gossipy part. Yeah, so you catch up, and now we're getting to the gossip. Um, oh, but before that, we have... Uh, uh, interesting that this had to be the 50s he was thinking about. Because I, I do 50s get or 60s. happy day scenes. Yeah, but the music that, that he gets in the jukebox is is New Orleans blues, because the stuff in the jukebox is always 10 years behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you realize that? Yeah, yeah when I was well. in... Yeah, I would go put it... Because they had jukeboxes still when I was. They did when I was. Go in. Still and they would be, you know, it'd always be a couple of decades earlier. So, anyway, New Orleans. So we have. This is a different part, even yeah. here, the next part. But uh, New Orleans man. If you're wondering what kind of saxophone I like, it's that one. Yeah? It's a clarinet, not a saxophone. No, there's a little bit. Oh, is there? I think. Anyway, I really like that part. Yeah. Well, that's and again, the... it's a him painting the picture of like, he could have just said, you drop a dime in the box and play a song about New Orleans. And, and then continue on. on. Yeah. But he didn't. He... He wanted to make sure he solidified in your mind uh-huh. where he was headed with the story. Yeah. So to me, even this little part is another scene. Yeah. The music of it and, and getting into that mood of the... And if you start at the beginning of the song and go, okay, this is how it starts. But then <laughs> I have this part that goes... And go, what? How are you going to work? How are you going to do that? <laughs> well, the story. The story brings you from one thing to the next. It's just like, a, you know, in your mind, you go from one thing and you're not trying to go there. It just leads to it's, the next thing. <clears throat> I mean, we've had this conversation because we've had to prepare for this. Yeah. But it's exciting every time I talk about it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's ex- it's exciting to me that he did that. And that people who aren't necessarily engaged in like Broadway musicals or classical pieces are engaged in this song now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's relevant today. I mean, yeah, so much. All so right. uh, now we have the... Let's see if I can do this, because I worked on this, but it's been a couple of minutes. Yeah. 
we go. I did, did it. it. Very good. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. Though. I am. I am, but I want to talk about it. Oh, okay. That little part. Okay. Um, yeah, so just a little piano ditty right in there. And country third. Uh-huh. It's in there all over the place. Country third open fifths that, you know, that they all used. It's just a little fun piano thing he puts in there that's fun for piano players. Do you, um, off the top of your head, know what album Ballad of Billy the Kid is on? No, not not what album. I know the song. Do you know I, if it I was before it. or after this one? I have no idea. Darn, I'm going to look it up while you perform. No. Yeah, I need to. That's one thing I've because never done. Because that little section, um, I wonder if he... If he had pre, if he had already written "Ballad of Billy the Kid," was he like, "I got this cool thing"? Uh huh. It didn't work in that song, but I'm going to work it. Oh yeah, I'll pull it out of the bag yeah. here. Or if writing this little thing, a hundred percent, I think "Ballad of, of Billy the Kid" was first. Yeah, but I'm not well, sure. But yeah, and that's another cool one that I hope we get to do. It reminds me of that one day. song. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing real quick about that one. Okay. That part that goes da 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 I thought for sure that was something out of Aaron something Aaron Copeland had written or, or Bernstein or one of the American composers. I just like knew it. And it wasn't he wrote that. That's his creation. I thought he had taken I mean, from, can we just say Billy Joel is an American composer? Yeah. Well sure, sure. But I mean I thought it was one of those, one of those giants, you yeah. know, but it, it's Billy Joel giant. All right. So where do we are? Where are we on? You can help me with this one if you want. Brenda Renetti was still going. Oh, wrong place. <laughs> Brenda Renetti were the popular steadies and the king and the queen of the prom. Riding around with the car top down and the radio on Nobody looked any finer Always more of a hit at the Parkway Diner We never knew we could want more than that out of life Surely Brendan and Eddie would always know how to survive Still going steady in the summer of 75 When they decided the marriage would be at the end of July Everyone said they were crazy When did you know that you're much too lazy That he could never afford to live that kind of life Oh, there we were paving Brenda and Eddie goodbye <laughs> Good, that helped me. That's hard to, to play and sing that rhythmically. Yeah. You have this accents on it because you're, you're essentially going left, right, da, 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 but you can't go. Yeah. You got to. And we talked about 
how important those things were. Okay, the dun-dun. Yeah. One time I was listening to this in the car with my 16-year-old son driving with me. And I had to say, hey, I have to listen to this song because dad and I need to learn it. So I'm going to listen to it at least once while we're here. And you think he's not even paying attention. I didn't know that he even knew the song or how well he knows it. But we're riding around listening to this. We get to that part and both of us at the same time lift our hand and go, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah. We looked at Uh each other. I mean, it was just like this. We like we had choreographed it. But I just thought I want to do that every time I hear the song. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I want to, like, lean into those accents. Yeah. To me, those little things are just as important as the rest of it. You know, like, let's pick them out. Yeah. So it's, I would come back to if, if I didn't like the whole song, I would come back to listening to the song just to like get to participate in that part. Yeah, they're so important rhythmically driving it. And uh, it's one of those little gems that really and you don't notice it unless you stop and go, hey, that, that's I always do that. That's that part is so fun to. I, to yeah, play I don't air know if with. I would have noticed I'd done it unless he also had done it at yeah. the same time as me. And then. I literally felt like it pulled him out of some stupor. I mean, if you've ridden with your 16-year-old son in the car listening to the music that he does not want to listen to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that part woke him up, you know? Like, <laughs> I thought, yeah. but yeah. both of us thought that was pretty cool. I, I'm really impressed rhythmically on the, the piano, because the piano's driving this section, and he's he's doing it. He's doing everything. I mean, there's there's complicated rhythms in the hand. octaves like if I go so he'll he's switching octaves too um, but the piano is is so well done there on the accompaniment you always have said in the past that um, Elton John is a really rhythmic player that that's one of his signature things in a different way I was yeah. gonna say how would you compare this like <sighs> rhythmically driven section to he's more symphonic you can take Elton John stuff that he plays on the piano, and it really won't translate to an orchestra so much. It's it's piano world, but Billy Joel, you can take it, and you could you could orchestrate it. That's um, cool. Yeah, and that's that's what we always say about Beethoven sonatas. When you play a Beethoven sonata, you, uh, you know, a good teacher, good instructor will say, think of it symphonically, because Beethoven always had the symphony in his mind even when you do piano sonatas. That's why they have a uh, symphonic arrangement of Beethoven sonatas, because they translate. Chopin, you can't do that. It doesn't Okay, doesn't so translate. I don't have a complete understanding of symphonic Okay, well, thinking. something that is like, if I go, uh, that's, that's something that's not going to translate on piano well, but if I go... Okay, right. yeah, I can hear the, like, trom- the trombone, the brass, yeah. the, like... Right, but all this, you can hear the orchestra coming, bump, bump. Yeah, it, it, it's um, a bow strike. <laughs> yeah, it's not, because uh, piano can, can do these things that other instruments can't, and so you call that pianistic Okay. because it doesn't translate to other instruments. But Billy Joel's is always orchestral, it seems like. You can 
you can take it. Like other songs that we talk about, you're going to see that we can, like the, we won't do it right now, but the Vienna song, uh-huh. a Viennese, Viennese waltz, immediately, it can just fit in that. So anyway, and and uh, the Ballad of Billy Joe, we, uh, Billy the Kid, we were just talking about it. Yeah, <clears throat> this, uh, the lyrics on this section I mean, you see yeah. this couple, you know them, you went to high school with okay. them. Okay, and when you, but also yourself, when you move in and you have no money. Yes. <laughs> and you buy a couple of paintings from Sears or. I wonder uh, if kids these days, <laughs> am I old enough to say kids these days? <laughs> know what kids Sears is. You know, the Sears is like yeah, not a thing I anymore. Know. But that's where you went in the Sears catalog. Right. Were you, are you old enough for that to be the thing everyone got? The Sears catalog. We got Everyone the Sears got catalog and the J.C. Penney catalog. The J.C. Penney catalog was like hard, okay. hardbound. Yeah, yeah. The JC, I remember that one. Um, and if you didn't get it, you'd sit there and look at it at the store. They'd have it. Yeah. On a on a. Uh, yeah, like you couldn't like walk yeah, you away couldn't with take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sears catalog and had you know just everything. It was like yeah, it was like you Amazon. Could, you could look at the Sears catalog <laughs> while you, they had it on the little chain thing yeah. um, while your car was getting its tires changed. Yeah. And you could order anything, you know, and you could get anything in six weeks, <laughs> four six to six weeks. weeks. So it was kind of like the, the Amazon, Amazon Prime back then. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, they bought their waterbed. And uh, I used to think if I got something from Sears, we were living high class. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because Sears, Sears in the Waco Roebuck. Richland Mall had an escalator. So if you got something from a store with an escalator, oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought if you had a privacy fence, it was the height of wealth. So my comparison is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but <clears throat> I also sincerely love the line, Brenda, you know that you're much too lazy. <laughs> and Eddie could never afford yeah. to live that kind of life. <laughs> uh-huh. But like also true. Yeah. You know, you know. Uh-huh. Have these plans. It, you do it's that you don't understand the reality of the life you're setting out to try to live. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like <laughs> True. Just, true. So we know the couple and we also And I love that. Oh, but there we were. Waving Brenda yeah. and Eddie goodbye. Uh-huh. The anointed couple. <laughs> Uh, I knew a couple of those in school, but they're still together, so that's cool. <clears throat> I'd have to think. You would know them. We'll talk about them later. <laughs> I know them? Huh? Oh. Well, you might. I don't know. I don't know if you would. But yeah, they got an apartment. Which Wait, I where had are to we at? Look up deep, what deep, I mean, I know what deep pile carpets were, but I could never understand what he was saying in the lyric. Yeah. Caroline asked me what deep pile carpets were. Oh, yeah. You know what they are, right? Shag. Oh, yeah. And so we had, in my old house, uh, in the 70s and 80s, we had, I mean, it was like, yeah, fur. (laughs) (laughs) It was orange and yellow. Like our rug. It was orange and yellow, yeah. They're on set. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're we're at the rock and roll part. Yep. So let's rock and roll. So here we have another, yet another...
summer of 75 From the height of the low to the end of the show For the rest of the line Can't go back to the greasers Best they could do was pick up their pieces We always knew they would both find a way to get by Oh, and that's all I heard about Brenda and Eddie Can't do you more cause I told you already And here we are waving Brenda and Eddie goodbye So, rock and roll, what do you think of that? I think it's cool. <laughs> what do I think about it? What yeah. do you mean? I think he just wanted to, he loves playing rock and roll piano. I think he just wanted to put it in there right there. Just, another rock and roll, you know? Just <clears throat> another little um, scene to me. Yeah. Because it's not, yeah, it's not part of the Brendan and Eric. Uh, Brendan, Eddie, Brenda, and Eddie's story. It's just a rock and roll piano. Kind of like this. You know, so you take those moments to, to play the piano like you want to. So to me, that's a, that's a, an artist, you know, just putting, and it fits. Yeah. It goes right into it. Um, well, and he had the flowy style at the beginning. He had the New Orleans. He got to do like the New Orleans, the bluesy style. Yeah. So if you're ar- if you've already gone that far to tie those two together, why not try one more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then you have this. To me, here's where it's orchestral. It's, he needs to get back. Yeah. To the the restaurant because well, because he's got to open and close the same door. <laughs> as a, yeah, it's it's a circle. The, yeah. the artists, you know, they they always come back to the beginning. Yeah. You go back to the exposition. So um, as you're returning to that, he does, you know, very beethoven thing. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I hear it. a piano concerto but you have the and that's to me a very uh, yeah beethoven-y thing to do to to get back to that because he needs to get not only get back to the style of the restaurant but he needs to get back to the key of f yeah because <laughs> we're in the key of g yeah and going to f is a half step down which is a weird transposition so he just uses a scale which is, you know, Beethoven would do that. Something, oh, how, how did he get there that quickly, you know, that easily? But there he does it. So we're back. Big this time, though. Bottle of red, ooh, bottle of white. 
you anytime you want in our Italian restaurant. And we'll do the ending part in the middle. So that's a place where he could have ended. But he doesn't. What do you think about that? Well, I usually end it <laughs> at that point. I'm like, yeah. all right, we can go to the next song now. Because uh -huh. it brings in that saxophone. Yeah, maybe it's just the continuing story. You know, it's I like think it does feel a little bit like if I'm thinking about a Broadway show or something, you know, like the smoke on this stage. You're like leaving the dream sequence. You're leaving the like nostalgic point of the conversation now you're just going back to regular life you know yeah yeah and I don't, I don't know if he's getting that deep on this but if he is then to me that's what it is because it's the the first time it served the purpose of of transitioning into the reminiscing and all the things that were in the, you know, yeah. the body of this program music and now this to me is a transition into you know to whatever's next in life maybe yeah so, and, and again, I don't know if he's getting that deep, but, uh, you know, maybe for maybe for us, it can mean well, that. Well, I like him ending the part where he's singing. I like it going back. Yeah. To the beginning. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I love Definitely. it. Oh, yeah, you got, you've got to have that. The section right after that, I don't need that part. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about where I feel like that, that may be the, the walk, the promenade of yeah. whatever's eh. next in life. So, um, but I feel like he could have ended it there. Italian wrist, and then in a. So if you had, you know. Um, Meet you anytime you want in our Italian restaurant. So if he was that here, was an option. If he was here, I would not be bold enough to ask because I'm not going <laughs> to ask. Yeah. But I would want to ask why that little section after that. Uh -huh. Like mm -hmm. if his if his response is, I don't know, I just liked it. I'd be like, OK, cool. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. I mean, I really would like. That would be fine with me. I wouldn't argue with him. But don't you think you should have? No, 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 no. But yeah. I, I am curious. Like, did he just want to do it, uh -huh. or would he be like, oh, after you know, in hindsight, I'm, I maybe would have cut it. To me, I don't. Uh, it doesn't bother me, but I just wonder why it didn't end there because it still has always kind of felt to me like it could have ended there with some sort of ending. Um, so, and I think even in his his live shows. <clears throat> He loves to highlight his musicians mm -hmm. that are on stage with him. And okay. so he leaves it in, too, at, just so that saxophone that guy can have one more. But I'm still just a little curious, like, why? Yeah. I think, too, you know, we, we think, oh, he, Billy Joel was thinking about all these things. He wanted, when, when you have someone who's a, a, a genius artist, these things just kind of fall into place. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to return to the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to have a program. You know, it just, that's how it comes together. The the mind, there's something else at work. It's just the, 
the creativity of that talent he's given is wor- is at work, even beyond beyond what he's thinking about doing. Yeah, if it makes any sense? Um, so I didn't I didn't like <coughs> look at YouTube because I didn't think about it. How many? If there's a lot of people on YouTube out there covering this song, start to finish. Yeah, quite I, I should have looked it up. Yeah, because tough it is it's hard to sing and play to pull it off without a band if you, you know, you're having to cover all the piano parts the rhythmic and stuff yeah plus it's so long um uh, but yeah it's it's uh <laughs> like this one has taken me the most time uh, several days i've been you know, looking than, at it yeah. for you know half an hour at a time get it together but that's part of the what made it difficult is there were so many parts and pieces yeah that there's not enough time to really hit every part unless you took the whole entire day to work on it. Yeah. You know, so uh, should we finish out the... No. (laughs) Got to. And then we... Just piano. Uh-huh. I like it more, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay. So for listeners out there, treat yourself and go listen to this song. Oh, Headphones yeah. on, start to finish. And just like, I mean, I listen to it driving around in my car because I have to, but the times I've enjoyed it most is when we've intentionally sat down to listen. Yeah. And, like, ask myself, like, what picture, like, how am I actually, like, seeing this? Mm-hmm. And just let your imagination, like, yeah, light up. Where the music becomes the focus, not the background. Right. You know? That really makes a difference. Um, so uh-huh. why don't you close it out with playing your favorite section? <laughs> What's your favorite section? My favorite section. Have you thought section. about it? I like. I think I would could guess your favorite. What? The part that he put in that's just like the ballad of Billy the Kid part. Oh, that part that's fun the, to play? It's just the piano. It is. Part. Then I play it for a while and then I want to play another part. Yeah. So. Uh, that's your favorite? Yeah. 